In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's a lot to think about, especially today. March 19th is always known as the Feast of St. Joseph. And so it's a beautiful day to celebrate his feast and to really be thankful to him. Beautiful saint of God, uh, the guardian of Jesus here on earth. And so if your name is Joseph, today's your feast day. Or, you know, if you're a Chaldean girl and your middle name is Yusuf because your dad's name is Yusuf, it's also your feast day too. So congratulations. And what's also beautiful about today is we're at this middle part of Lent. And it's really beautiful for us to stop and just think, especially as we sit here at this Mass, to stop and think about where we are headed. And I love that today is the Feast of St. Joseph because... There's a lot of rejoicing that we can do. And when we're at this middle point of Lent, we have rejoicing to look forward to. But before we can rejoice, we need to learn the importance of sacrifice. I feel like when Ba'utha happened, and especially uh, as this Lent started, the Lord was just speaking to me about how He wants me to rejoice, but He wants me to rejoice through sacrifice. I mean, think about that, especially on Sundays of Lent. The big debate on Sundays of Lent is, do you fast on Sundays of Lent or do you not, right? Do you eat chocolate on Sundays? Do you eat bread on Sundays? Do you eat meat on Sundays or do you not? It's this constant argument that's going to happen for thousands and thousands of years. And the question is, and I think when we think about when Sunday comes, especially during Lent, it can be very easy to just let go of everything. You know, to say, okay, it's Sunday, now I can just release and let go and and have a good time and just enjoy myself on Sunday. The best way to enjoy ourselves is through sacrifice. That's the only way we will ever have true joy or true happiness in life, is if we understand the importance of sacrifice and what sacrifice is. And I say that because of what St. Paul says in his letter today. It's from the Romans chapter 12, a beautiful chapter in the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. The very first thing he says is, Brethren, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Am I living a life of sacrifice? Am I really living my life for the Lord? Because I think it's very easy to just not sacrifice for Jesus. You know, and I've said this many times this Lent, but my biggest pet peeve is when people say, Oh, Father, I didn't fast from anything this Lent. I didn't give up anything this Lent. I just added things. You know, I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to do good. I'm going to say some nice things to my family every day. And that's great. That's beautiful. That's cute, right? But when we look at the cross and when we look at Jesus hanging there, what I see is our God and our Lord who gave himself up completely for sacrifice. He sacrificed himself. So what am I doing this Lent to sacrifice for him? Pope Benedict has an amazing uh, kind of treatise on what fasting is and how important fasting is. And oftentimes we don't see it as, as something important. We think, oh, what is giving up chocolate or what is giving up meat have to do with loving God? Everything. It has everything to do with loving God. Because what I'm saying to myself is, Lord, you're more important to me than this piece of meat. You're more important to me than this piece of chocolate. And I'm going to say no to this for love of you. Sacrifice and fasting. So Pope Benedict, who just passed away, God rest his soul, he talks about how when we fast, 
What it does is it causes us to be hungry physically. And when we hunger physically, we can relate that to being hungry for God spiritually. We need to have moments where we are hungry for the Lord. There need to be days when I wake up and I cannot wait to see Jesus. I cannot wait to be with him. I have those moments. They don't happen all the time, right? Sometimes the Lord allows that to happen, where I wake up and I'm just like, Lord, I cannot wait to come to the chapel. I cannot wait to come and sit with you, to come and be with you. There's a hunger there. If you've never experienced that, if you've never understood that, then you need to beg God for that grace. Because I promise you, when you really hunger and thirst for God, there's an amazing grace that God has there for you. Nothing can fill us up the way Jesus can fill us up. So I want to offer two challenges in this homily, and the first one has to do with sacrifice. There's something really that happens to our body when we fast, even scientifically, even just physically. And so the first challenge this week is pick a day this week where you literally don't eat anything for one day. Just pick one day where you don't eat anything. And every single time during that day where you are hungry, turn that hunger into a time for prayer. When you find yourself hungering for that day, for some food or some drink or some snack, offer that moment in prayer to God. You will see the fruit of that, I promise you. And listen, if Dubba for Life can do this, okay, all of you can do that, okay? And I offer that because I know how powerful that is for me in my life. And I know how powerful that can be for all of us. Is when we can offer God an entire day without physical food because we want Him. Everything is spiritual in our lives. Everything can be turned around towards Him. And when I'm hungering in that moment, I can turn that hunger around and say, Jesus, I'm really hungry right now. I really, really want a fried chicken sandwich, right? And to turn that around and to say, you know what? But I'm hungry more for you, Lord. I'm thirsting more for you. Try that this week. The second thing, the second part of this homily is what St. Paul says further in his letter. So he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. My brothers and sisters, it's a very scary sight as a priest to look out at people and to see how many of us are being conformed to this world. And what does that mean? There are so many people in this world that are being trapped by the world. So many people that are being consumed by the world. So many people that are leaving, are leaving a relationship with God because the relationship with the world just seems more pleasurable. And it seems more entertaining. And it's scary to see that. But we cannot be conformed to this world. And so what, what do I see as a priest that the world tells us? When we are stressed out, the world has so many remedies to ease that stress. When we have a difficult day, when we have a tough day, the world tells us, just smoke some weed. The world tells us, have that drink. You know, I think about just what happened this past Friday, St. Patrick's Day, which is a beautiful feast day for a saint, that the world has turned into a holiday for alcoholics. That's what's happened. A beautiful feast where 
we just see people getting drunk all day. I remember turning on, watching the news Friday morning, and on the news, they're drinking at 9 a.m. I don't know how much beer Khwada can drink, but it's really, I mean, I can't fathom it. And it's drink after drink after drink, but this is what the world is trying to conform us into. To make us believe that if we want to be happy, we just got to let go and release. We just got to get high. We got to get drunk. And if we do that, everything will be okay. Our problems will be gone. But that's not the truth. Marijuana, alcohol will only lead us to a deeper hole of conforming to the world, of being consumed by the world, and not being consumed by Jesus Christ. You know, I, I wonder what would happen, because as Chaldeans, we're such sensible people. We love when we can taste and see and touch things. And we love these signs and we love the things that make us feel good. So I wonder what would happen after this Mass if we all got a text message on our phones that said, Jesus Christ has appeared on Maple and Orchard Lake. He's appeared. How many of us would get in our cars and speed to Maple and Orchard Lake and our Instagrams and our Facebooks and our Snapchats would be filled, filled with posts of Jesus appearing on Tim Hortons on Maple and Orchard Lake? And we would be going crazy for that. And we would run to that. But my brothers and sisters, we've forgotten that the greatest miracle and the greatest sign is right in front of us. He's right here in this tabernacle, in this box. And if I'm trying to encounter him, if I'm trying to experience him, all I have to do is be right here where you are right now. That's it. That's all it takes. Just to be here with him. And every single church, Catholic church, has him there, present, physically, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And so just as I would run to Maple and Orchard Lake for this appearance of Jesus, Jesus is here. He doesn't need to appear. He's here. And he's waiting for us. And so my second challenge this week, and this one's a little hard, but I think it's really beautiful. And it, it comes from when I was in seminary. But the challenge, the second challenge is, every single day this week, visit Jesus. Sometimes, and I love that we have Eucharistic adoration, which is amazing, but sometimes we have, we have forgotten the power of Jesus in the tabernacle. So we only go to chapels where Jesus is exposed, and we forget that he's also in the tabernacle. And so if you can't get to Eucharistic adoration, go to any church and sit in that church because he's there. And so this week, every single day, visit him. There's power in that. And some of you might think I'm crazy. You're like, Abuna, I have 75 kids in my house. They're driving me crazy. I want to throw them into the wall, right? And so if you're that busy and you have so many kids and you don't have time, which is real, you might not have that time, there is something called live Eucharistic adoration. That's literally on YouTube. Sit your kids down, tell them to shut up for 10 minutes, okay? And sit with them in front of that screen and show them who Jesus is in the Eucharist. I offer this because when I was in seminary, there was a priest who challenged me. In the seminary, we had a chapel uh, in our house in the seminary. So he challenged me, this priest, and he said, for one month, every single time you pass this chapel, I want you to go inside. For one month, try this. And he said, just stop inside. Sometimes you'll be there for five seconds. 
Sometimes you'll be there for 20 minutes. Sometimes you'll be there for 25, 30 minutes. He's like, just open the door and stop in. So I did that. For one month, every single time I passed this chapel in our house, I would open the door and I went inside. Maybe five, six times a day I was going inside this chapel for a month. It changed my life. It changed my life. Because I realized how powerful the Eucharist is and what the Eucharist does to our hearts. It is so powerful. The Eucharist can set us on fire over and over and over again. And it teaches me to continue to offer my body as that living sacrifice. And so that's why I offer that second challenge. And to take it, be serious with it, because I know that if you do it, you will see the power of it. We are missing out on so many graces, on so many gifts that God has waiting for us, that he wants to shower out upon us, and we don't do it because we're lazy, because we don't see the importance of it. But there's so much God has waiting for you. And so we have three weeks left of Lent, okay? And I really challenge us to offer these three weeks as a time of sacrifice and a time of prayer so that Easter can be much more joyful and filled with that rejoicing. Remember, if we want to rejoice, it's going to be through sacrifice. And it's going to be by offering our bodies to the Lord. Amen.